Hello and welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day3church.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. We're glad you chose to listen today. We believe that God is waiting to speak to you. If you have any questions about today's message, please contact us. We're here to help. Now sit back and join us for the next few minutes. It's Day 3 Live, and it starts right now. Good morning. If you would turn to Proverbs chapter 3, we'll be there in just a moment. We're going to look at verse 3 and 6 primarily today, draw a few of the verses into it. Uh, We started a series last week entitled Going Forward. Uh, Part of the premise of that series, this series, is that I think we've been kind of hung up in the past a lot uh, in a frozen mode over the last few months, and I really think God desires for us to go forward. We started out this series last week by asking this question, what, what if God's plan is not for us to go back to the way things were? Because I think maybe in a lot of people's minds, and as I mentioned, people I, I talked to the church planning team, the Baptist State Convention, a lot of people kind of have that in their mind. Well, if we can just get back to the way it was pre-COVID, then everything will be okay. Problem is, pre-COVID ministry wasn't maybe all that it needed to be because we weren't making the disciples we ought to. We had a lot of problem with lostness in America, lostness in North Carolina, lostness in our community. So just maybe instead of getting back the way things were, uh, it's a good time to evaluate and see if we don't need to go forward in a different uh, direction. Uh, Today, as we take the the next step in going forward, uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about trusting for straight paths, trusting God for straight paths. God doesn't want us just to return to the way things were. Uh, God has a purpose for us, a plan for us. That's true as a church. That's true as individuals. And we need to trust Him enough to walk the paths that God has for us. Trust Him for straight paths. The background, before we read verse 3, or, or verse 5 and 6, the, the background is that uh, Solomon, King Solomon, was writing uh, the immediate context to his son, uh, giving him some advice for living and following God. Uh, so, kind of a little side message there. If you want a good place to go to try and teach your children or grandchildren, you could kind of jump in to Proverbs chapter 3 and walk through some things there and give some good advice for your children or grandchildren about how to live their lives. So that's the background of what's taking place. The bigger context is, if you know Christ as your, faith, as your Savior, God is our Father, and God desires His best for us. Amen? God desires for us to walk the path that He has for us. So look with me at, at Proverbs chapter 3, and verse 5 and 6. We alluded to this uh, a few months ago in a series we call Trust, as we were kind of going through the, uh, the worst part, I guess, of the COVID situation, uh, but we didn't fully unpack all of it. But uh, um, I tell you, stand with me in honor of God's Word just briefly as we read these uh, verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways... Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Father, I I pray that you help us today to learn from your word. 
Help us to understand that you have a future for us, you have a pathway for us, a purpose for us, a mission for us, and uh, help us to be willing to go forward. Help us to go forward on your paths, because your paths are always right paths. Your paths are always straight paths. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. So uh, three steps we're going to look at today in moving forward. Three steps in how we can go forward and walk straight paths, walk the paths that God would have us to walk. Step number one is this. We need to practice a fully dedicated trust. We need to practice a fully dedicated trust, not partial dedication, not just a little bit, but we need to practice a fully dedicated trust. Emphasis on practice. I'll get back to that in just a moment. The first part of verse five told us this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The the word trust is a, a word that we've seen several times, even in the last year, and it literally means to run to God for refuge. We're, we're to run to God for our confidence, run to God for our support. We're to trust in, in, in God, no matter what our circumstances are. And it says to trust in the Lord. The, the word in is one of these little English words in reading the Bible. Sometimes we'll just jump over and not think a lot about. But, but here, the Hebrew word that's used denotes motion towards, or, or it speaks of positioning yourself near. So that's what we need to do, guys. We need to trust in the Lord. We need to position ourselves as close to God as we can. We need to be as very close to Christ as we can be in our lives. We need to motion towards in our lives, have motion towards a self-existent, eternal God. And he says to do it with all of your heart, with with a whole heart, with a complete heart. Now, the, the word heart that's used there, don't Confuse that with what we think of in our language when we say heart. You hear heart and we kind of start thinking of that organ that pumps blood all through our bodies. But the word that she's hearing in the Hebrew is not talking about the physical heart. It's a word that the, the Jews used to refer to kind of the very center of our being, all that we are. It refers to our will. It refers to our, to our intellect. Uh, it, it even refers to uh, our, our obedience, our, our desire to be willing to listen to God. Our, our emotions, our feelings is all tied up in it. So, but, but even though it's not talking about the physical heart, I think there's an illustration there for us. Because just like our physical heart pumps life-giving blood throughout our bodies, the spiritual heart that God wants us to have will pump life-giving faith in our lives if we will trust God in that way, if we will trust God with all of our heart, not just part of our heart. The kind of language used here speaks of a full dedication. The language it's used here speaks of an all-in type of faith, the way you're going to all-in trust God no matter what it is you're going through. It speaks of a, a single direction heart. We're we're to always practice the habit of running to God. We're to always find our confidence in God as we live our lives. We're to always find our confidence in our relationship with God and be sure that we face situations in life by running to Him, by trusting Him. But but don't miss a little word there also. I, I focused on a little word in. Don't skip over the little word all. 
We were to trust Him with all of our hearts. If we really want to know the way forward, if you want to know the direction God wants you to take in your lives. I've had people multiple times over the years I've been in the ministry, well, how can I know the will of God? Well, I think it kind of falls in trusting God completely and totally with your heart and knowing God the best you can know Him. And we'll bring that dimension in in just a minute as far as knowing Him the best that we can know Him. But we need to trust Him and not just a, a little part of our heart or one compartment of our heart and keep the rest of it for ourselves or the rest of it for some type of worldly endeavor. Instead, we need to trust Him with all of our heart if we want to know the way forward. If we want to walk straight past in life, if we want to be going forward as God desires us to, we, we need to trust in Him with all of our heart. You, you might can say this. You might can say it's the idea of full total surrender. Instead of just a partial surrender, we just kind of decide up front, God, you know what's best. I don't, and I'm fully surrendering to what you desire. I'm fully surrendering to practicing a fully dedicated trust. Guys, if we really, really want to know the way forward in our lives, having the kind of faith we're talking about here is more than just a conceptual type of trust. It's a practical type of trust. You understand the difference between the two? You, you can have the concept of, well, I'm going to trust God with all my heart. <laughs> but just having that concept and not literally doing it, not actually practicing that type of faith or where you are going to trust God with all of your heart falls short of what God desires from us in a relationship with Him. God wants us to practice that kind of faith, not just have the concept of that type of faith. He wants us to have a fully dedicated trust in Him, His will for our lives, His purpose for our lives, and, and go forward by trusting God to lead us only upon right paths. Why, why don't we trust God like that? Because if you think about it, we trust a lot of things in our life that we will listen to and that we will do without even second-guessing or thinking. I, I don't know how years ago we used to make it to go on vacation using maps. Becky and me have talked about that before because you're having to look down or someone's looking down and telling you to turn here and there. I don't know how we're still alive, <laughs> you know, having to try and follow maps uh, like that. So today we've got something called a GPS. And most of the time you plug in the address and you just trust in it to take you where you want to go. And especially the, the guys, uh, I mean, us guys, we're used to hearing a woman's voice tell us what to do, amen? You know, turn this way, do this, go, go do that. But, but you'll listen to the directions on GPS, and, and for the most part, you don't question it. Sometimes the GPS is off. But guys, the GPS might be off a little bit. Someone plugged in the wrong information, they put it in the road. But that's never true with God. God always directs us perfectly the way we ought to go. We'll trust in a doctor's direction when he gives us advice and everything. Most of the time, you'll trust in what the doctor tells you to do. Or we trust banks, you know, thinking, well, the, the, I'm going to believe the bank's going to protect my money. They're not going to just uh, uh, go bankrupt and blow it all. We, we'll put trust in things like that. We, we've trusted over the last months, we've trusted the advice of a lot of people, haven't we? Like masks and things like that. And also, you know, why, why, don't we, why don't we just trust God without any reservation what, whatsoever? Well, why don't we just understand that, that God will always take us on the right path? 
God's paths are always straight. God will never lead us in the wrong direction. He will always take us in the right direction. So if we want to really go forward in our lives, and if we want to walk straight past, that's found by trusting God with all of our heart. Not only do we need to embrace and practice a fully dedicated trust, we also need to take this step, step number two, and knowing the way forward. Step number two and walking on straight paths is, is this. We need to reject. We need to reject a flawed form of trust. We need to reject a flawed form of trust. We were just told what we ought to do is trust God with all of our heart. But now look what he says in the second part of verse 5. Do not lean to your own understanding. The order of the words in the Hebrew just strictly says lean not. Lean not to your own understanding. Though the word on is the same word that it was translated in a moment ago when it said trust in the Lord. Where we're to have motion toward God. We're to position ourselves as close to God as we can. The same word is used here, but now it's in the negative. Don't move your life just in your own understanding. Don't just position yourself to your own ability to understand and reason things out and trust completely in your own understanding. Don't trust in your ability to, to figure everything out and separate mentally and distinguish the way forward, how you ought to go in your life, what path you ought to take in, in your life. We're more or less being told this. If you prop yourself up, if you lean or rest or support yourself with your own understanding, you are in for a fall. You want to know why that's true? Because mankind has been impacted by the fall of mankind. We've been impacted by the fall into sin. <laughs> our conscience has been seared by sin. We can't trust our own wisdom completely and totally. We can't find the way forward just trusting in ourselves and trusting in our own ability to reason. If we're going to understand the way forward, we have to trust in God's wisdom, not our own wisdom. We, we have to take God in his word and understand God wants what's best for us. And if God wants what's best for us, we need to accept that and go the direction that God wants us to go. If you are trusting in yourself, you're trusting in a flawed system, a flawed support system, because you have been impacted by sin. I have been impacted by sin. We all have. That's why we can't just trust our own understanding. It's like leaning on a post that's so rotted at the bottom from termites that it's going to fall over. It's like sitting down in a broken chair. If you willingly, intentionally sit down in a broken chair, what's probably going to happen? You're going to hit the floor. It's like trying to climb a ladder, and that rung on the ladder, you get to one that's just plumb rotten and, and decayed and weak and everything. As soon as you transfer your weight there, what's going to happen? You're going to fall. And that's what will happen to us if we only trust in our own reason, if we only trust in our own understanding. That's why we're told here not to do that, because our own understanding is broken by sin. It's flawed by sin. It was flawed by the fall of mankind into sin. My understanding, apart from God's wisdom, is way short of what it needs to be. Your, your understanding, apart from God's wisdom, is flawed. It's not something you can fully trust in. Merely trusting in our human ability to reason things out, to separate things mentally in our minds is flawed, and that will let us down all the time. 
You want some more supporting verses to prove that? Let me give you about three different passages. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, guys, that's in God's Word. (laughs) And I believe that's true. I believe the the human heart just by itself, because of the fall into sin, it's deceitful. You'll hear people say things, well, just like, follow your heart? (laughs) That's bad advice. Don't follow your heart, follow God's word. Follow God's will. It even said, and it's desperately sick. We've been, send, we've been spending months now trying to stay away from being desperately sick, haven't we? You know, trying to, to avoid becoming sick. I'm begging me, had already been through it back in October, but uh, I went into Tractor Supply. Maybe I shouldn't have said the name of the business, erase that off the video. It's, oh, it's a live feed, I'm sorry. <laughs> I went into a business. <laughs> and I asked the guy to, uh, you know, to, to show me if they, if they had something. I was, I was looking for a bracket. I could put a spare tire on a trailer that I had. So he said, yeah, come. And, and, he, and then we got over there, and it was, already wasn't there. I'd already seen they were out. I thought maybe they had some in the back. But when we got down the aisle, this narrow aisle, uh, he had his mask really down hanging loose, and all of a sudden he started coughing and hacking, and he sounded bad. Instantly, I step back a few steps, and I'm making sure that mine is good and tight while I'm standing there. Why? Because I didn't want to be sick. We've tried to avoid it. Well, think about that. If your heart is desperately sick, why go with only what your heart tells you to do? Why only go with what your human intellect tells you to do if it is, in fact, desperately sick and no one can understand it? Jesus said this in Mark chapter 7. Verse 21 through 23, for from within, out of the heart of man comes, notice this, evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. If you want to understand why you hear about the bad things in the news, and uh, guys, we've got, you, most of you know this, we've got a lot of law enforcement come to our church. They, they can understand and attest to this. A lot of bad things happen in our world. You want to know why? Right there it is. <laughs> because out of the heart of a lost man, out of the heart of someone that is completely flawed come those types of things. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9 says this. God is speaking and God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. Now, if it's true, and it is because God said that, his ways are a lot higher than ours, his thoughts are a lot higher than ours, why do we not just go with what he says? Why do we not just take his way instead of trying to move forward in our own wisdom? We're talking about considering Trusting God for straight paths so we can go forward as God desires us to. Step number one is practice a fully dedicated trust in God. Don't just know about it. Don't just think about it. Practice. Not a concept, but something you practice, a fully dedicated trust. Step number two, reject a flawed form of trust. Because if you're just trusting and you're not understanding, it's flawed. The third step is this. Always acknowledge God 
and walk his paths. Always acknowledge God and walk his paths. Look at verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Guys, acknowledging God is not, before you make a decision, saying, oh yeah, God's there, but I'm going to go do this. <laughs> That's not what it means to acknowledge God. In all your ways, it says, in any way, any road that you take is what the word means. Any course of life, any mode of action, the, the root word means to tread or walk around or even to string a bow. So think about it. How are you loading up your life to, to shoot? What direction are you shooting your life in? In all your ways, acknowledge God. The most basic meaning in the Hebrew, the word acknowledge that's found there means to know, to know. Think about how practical that is. If we want to know the way to go, if we want to know how to go forward in our lives, if we want to know how to make this decision and that decision and walk on straight paths, guys, the key is knowing God the best that you can know God. Because the more you know about God, the more that distinguishes for you what is right and what is wrong, which way you ought to go and which way you shouldn't go. We, we need to know God in that way. We need to know God by seeing. It says to ascertain by seeing. You might wonder, well, how can I do that? I'll explain that in a moment. By observation, by care, by instruction, by recognition, by acquaintance with God. In all of our ways, we need to know God in those ways. And the result of that is this. He will make straight your paths. He will make your pathway straighter even. The, the tense of it in the Hebrew means he will cause it to be. So if you want to have a straight path, if you want to know how to go forward, you need to be trusting in God with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Instead, be acknowledging God. Know God as well as you can. And by doing so, he will cause your pathway to be straight. The root word means a caravan, a well-trodden road or a caravan. In all of our ways, in every road we take in life, in every choice we make in life, in every decision we make in life, we ought to acknowledge God. Once again, it's not just a concept, guys. We, it would help us immensely if we would train ourselves, before I make the decision to do this, really, what does God think about it? Before I take my life down this pathway, before I get involved with this thing in my life, what does God really think about? I need to know God enough to understand what God thinks about the path that I'm about to take. Now, as I said a moment ago, it, it says to know, to ascertain by seeing. And, you know, I, I can't just walk up to God and say, well, God, I, I, I see you with my eyes. And, uh, and God, I, I, I'm going to watch you so I know the way to take. But, but here's what we can do. <laughs> That's why he gave us this. Amen? He tells us his will in the Bible. It's through the knowledge of God's Word. That's why it's important that you read the Bible. It's not an implement of decoration. It's to put it under your arm and bring to church. You need to read it and study the Bible day in and day out because here is how you know God better. And as you know God better and you begin to apply what you know about God to your life, 
That will help you to take the right pathways in your life. That will help you to go forward in the right way, help you to know him better. Also, if you want to know what God is like, do this. Look at the life of Jesus. Because Jesus being God in the flesh, if you study the life of Jesus, if you read about the ministry of Jesus throughout his life, he always, 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 always did what was right. He always did the Father's will. He never took a side path. (laughs) So if you want to learn how to go the right way, look at the life of Jesus. Look at how Jesus responded to all the various situations he faced in his life. And guys, we can learn from the life of Jesus what direction we ought to go, how to go forward, how to deal with certain situations and in our lives, if we'll just give that recognition to Jesus, to God, in all that we do, if we live our lives based upon the acquaintance, the word also meant for acknowledge to be acquainted with God, if we'll make our choices based upon the acquaintance that we should have with God, as we do so, as we so know God and so acknowledge God, through that process, God will begin to make our path straight. Because we are evaluating what we're about to do from his will, not our own will. From his wisdom, not our own wisdom. From his understanding, not just our own understanding. We're not leaning to our understanding. We're trusting fully in God with all of our heart. We're acknowledging him in all of our ways. And as we do that, God will begin to make straight paths for us. And guys, God's paths are always straight. Amen? His paths are always straight right. At work, acknowledge God. (laughs) In your home, acknowledge God. In the marketplace, acknowledge God. Hey, on vacation, acknowledge God. Here's something about vacation. When you're going on vacation, you don't get to take a vacation from God. Acknowledge Him no matter where you are. Acknowledge Him in your hobbies. Acknowledge Him in whatever, wherever is going on in your life. Acknowledge Him. Now, now, this is going to sound oversimplified for some of you because some of you want to think, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, well, I remember that, and it didn't make a lot of difference, so maybe you didn't do what it meant. <laughs> what we're talking about here acknowledging God is kind of like the WWJD. Remember that from years ago, the bracelets? What would Jesus do? Well, Pastor, I went and bought that bracelet, and I wore it around. It didn't seem to change anything in my life. Did you think about what it meant? That's really the kind of scenario we're talking about here. What would Jesus do? (laughs) Ask yourself before you move forward, before you take a pathway in your life, before you make a choice in your life, a decision in your life, ask yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? And then here's a novel idea. Simply do what Jesus would have done. Simply do what he would do. Now, now guys, that's not just something we probably think, oh, that was a youth-type thing years ago for youth ministry. Yeah, that is a good concept for young people. And if you're a young person and maybe you're still learning the Bible and everything, and you are wondering, what should I do? And what shouldn't I do? If you're a child and you're wondering that, just think about the life of Jesus. Read the life of Jesus. Study the life of Jesus. And ask yourself, what would Jesus do? And then you do it. But guys, that's not just for children. That's not just for young people. That's for all of us. For us to stop and acknowledge God in that way and ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? And whatever Jesus would do, 
I promise you it would be a straight path. I promise you that's the direction that you ought to go. I told you the word for way or road there meant caravan also. There had been a caravan, a host of people that have gone before us. That's what Hebrews 11 is about. There have been a host of people before us that have lived faithful lives, but none more so than Jesus. None more so than him. That's why if we want to understand the way we ought to go, the way we ought to move forward, we need to model and follow and acknowledge him, acknowledge Jesus. He's blazed the pathway before us that we ought to walk in our lives. We need to know him as good as we can know him. And then we need to apply what we know about Jesus to our lives. Proverbs 9, 10 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of Holy One, catch this, is insight, is insight. If you want to know how to go forward, it begins with a fear of God. Now, now don't take that wrong. I, I think sometimes we hear the word fear and we think, so I'm supposed to be so scared of God? That's not really what the word means. It means we ought to so respect him. We ought to so stand in awe of God. And if you want just one reason, if nothing else, if you want just one reason to stand in awe of God, here it is. He loved you enough to put his own son on a cross for you. My goodness, we ought to stand in awe of that. So the, the beginning may be for us to have wisdom and take the right steps in our life is to have a healthy respect of God. But then it says this, the knowledge of the Holy One, talking about the knowledge of God. We need to know Holy God as good as we can know God. Because the knowledge of Holy God, notice what it said there, is inside. The best we can know God, the better insights we will have in our lives for the way forward and how we ought to live our lives and how to walk straight paths. How can you know the way forward? How can we go forward as a church or as individuals? How can we walk straight paths in life? How, how can we know the way that God would have us to go? I think the three things we talked about today will help us immensely. Trust in God with all of your heart. Practice that. Fully trust in God with all your heart. Number two, totally reject. I mean, fully reject. Just lean in to your own wisdom, to your own understanding. And number three, always Always acknowledge God. That means we're living obedient lives. Acknowledging Him means we care what He thinks. We care what He wants us to do. We're living obedient lives. We're acknowledging Him and His will and His word. And through doing so, an amazing thing will start to happen. We'll start to walk straight paths because we're acknowledging Him in our choices, in our lives, and the decisions that we make. Let's pray. Father, 
we thank you for the clarity of your word. Forgive us when we miss the simplicity of your word. How clearly you speak to us. And today, how clearly you tell us we need to trust in you with all that we are. With all of our emotions, with all of our willpower, with all of our feeling, we need to trust in you. And Lord, you warn us clearly against leaning to our own understanding, trusting in our own understanding. And God, you call for us to acknowledge you, to know you as well as we can. And as we know you and we learn more about you and we move forward in a relationship with you, we see more what you're like. We begin to understand more your will, your direction for our lives. Father, as we do that, as we so acknowledge you, you will give us straight paths to walk on. Father, right now, I pray for straight paths for my life. I pray for straight paths for Day 3 Church. Father, I pray for straight paths for every person that's gathered here. I pray for straight paths over our nation and our politicians and our president. Father, I pray you give us your paths, your straight paths that are so clear we don't debate about it. We don't argue it. We just trust in you with all of our heart and follow you. Lord, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as Savior, Father, right now I pray that you draw that person to yourself, that you give them the faith they need to trust in you. And for those of us that already do, and if we'll be honest, all of us have a deficit. None of us know you as good as we should know you. None of us are walking a straight path as well as we should to honor what Christ did for us on the cross. Father, I pray that you tug upon our heart and our mind and our lives to walk straight paths that you have for us. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. I want you every head still to stay bowed just for a moment, please. If you're someone today that would like to admit before God as an unbeliever or someone that knows Christ already is your Savior, but I'm asking you to be a little bit transparent because he already knows. And, and guys, I just want to kind of know how to pray for you. And if you admit either as an unbeliever, someone that doesn't know him yet, or someone that is a believer, if you admit that you're struggling with the pathways you're on in your life, will you just slip your hand up and hold it there just for a moment? You're struggling with the pathways that you have. Keep them there just for a moment because I want to look around and kind of try and remember so I can try and pray for you. Thank you. If you're someone that does not know Christ as your Savior, we have this time of invitation. Why not be willing to step out from where you are today and come forward and admit you can't fix your life, you can't change it, you don't have that ability, you can't be good enough. But come forward today and trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross. He fully paid for all of your sin on the cross. And He stands with open arms and invites you to come. Whosoever will, come. 
He doesn't want you to fix yourself first. He doesn't want you to change yourself first. He simply wants you to trust in Him. And if you've never done that, why not step out by faith today and say, I, I need to trust Christ as my Savior. And I'll be here at the front if I can help you in any way. Please come and tell me that you have that need. And if all of us would be honest, as I've already kind of prayed, none of us are on as straight a path as probably we ought to be. And none of us can say we fully know everything we ought to know about God. Maybe you need to pray about that, whether it be right where you're standing or whether it be up here at the front, kneeling and praying before God during this time of invitation. We invite you to do so. Father, take this time and honor your Son and glorify your Son. Because we know that's your will. And we know you will do that. But God, do it through our decisions right now. Do it through our lives. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please stand. Are you in need of greater peace in your life? It is possible. And it starts with being at peace with God. Just pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I realize I need you and your forgiveness. I invite you to be the boss of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day3church.com. We care about you, and we want to connect with you. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstances and His mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.